Welcome to the Enlightenment Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. In this week's episode, let's explore together why self-identification causes bondage and how we can be free of it by identifying with who we really are. I don't know if you ever saw it, but there was a movie once made with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Total Recall. And in that movie, it was a lot about discovering who was he really. He went into this machine that created this alter reality for him. But was this alter reality who he was? Or was he really just this other person before he walked into that room? And as we watched the movie, Arnold went through a lot of emotional trauma trying to figure out, who am I really? We all want to know who we are really. And that's what this podcast is all about. Who are we? And I think like Arnold in the movie, we just keep looking and looking and looking until we find, find who we really are. Unless we just settle into, well, this is my life and I'm not going to think about it. Lots of people do that. But if we're seekers, then we're going to keep looking till we find the answers. When we're born into this world, we really very quickly take on identities of being young, of being a person, of being fearful. We take on so many different identities as we go through our experiences in life. But how can we possibly argue if we say we are these things if they're changing? Can we truly be something that tomorrow may be different? Of course not. So who are we? We have desires, we have fears, and these develop into conditional responses, but we're not the conditional responses. For example, my children are in a dual immersion program where they're learning Spanish and English at the same time. When they're finished, they'll be fluent in both languages. So many of the kids in their class are from Latin-speaking countries. We currently have a beautiful lab named Einstein. He comes to work with me every day, and he's a very sweet, gentle dog. But when I take Einstein around some of my kids' friends, they are afraid of him. My children aren't at all afraid of Einstein, but these kids are, and particularly their parents. What has happened is, these parents were raised in Latin American countries, where dogs are wild and often vicious. They are conditioned to be afraid of dogs. When they have their children here in the States, the children pick up on this fear, even though they've never been exposed to vicious dogs. When they meet Einstein, who is very gentle and kind, they become unafraid of dogs and go around dogs and now aren't fearful. So who's the real person? Is it the parent who's afraid of dogs? Is it my children's friends who are at first afraid of dogs and now aren't afraid of dogs? Who is this person? Is fear merely a conditioned response and has really nothing to do with the true person? Yes. Thoughts, fears, desires, they all occur in the mind and they change. They are not permanent. So anything Anything that the mind can create or conceive cannot be the ultimate, true reality of who we are and what we are. Our minds cannot, cannot grasp our true reality. 
all our self-identifications are absolutely false and cause us bondage. When we discover this, when we're aware of this, we're on the road to freedom, to peace, to enlightenment. So if the absolute of who we are is beyond our grasp, our mental grasp, is it something that's beyond us, period? Absolutely not. Who we are, we've always been, we always will be, and we are right now. Right now. If we silence the mind, what happens is we experience it. We don't know it. We can't discuss it, but we can experience it. I often like to compare it to chocolate because I really like chocolate. If you've never had chocolate, we can write dissertations on chocolate. We can write best-selling books about chocolate. But until you've tasted chocolate, you don't know what it's like. All we have to do to discover who we are is to be, just be, and then we are on the road towards awakening, towards self-realization, because we are there. And when our minds get still, we become present with our supreme self. How is this possible? It would be a lot like we're in complete empty space and then we start creating things. And this empty space before things start being created is so beautiful, so rich, so full. The emptiness, the non-two, just one, unicity is so rich, so full that nothing is needed and everything comes out of that. But what happens is Things do start coming out of it, and when they come out, we get engaged with them. We start enjoying them. We want more of them, or we don't want them. And that process of wanting, not wanting, causes us to forget who we are. It's like going to a movie and getting so engaged in the movie plot that we forget that we're sitting in the audience watching the movie. All we have to do is remember, oh... I'm just watching this movie. This movie is enjoyable. It's fun, but it's not who I am. It's just a movie. Of course, we can enjoy our lives. And when things go poorly, we can wish they were different or grieve through the process of the pain we're going through right now. But ultimately, it is just that. It's still the oneness, but out of the oneness or not two-ness, Everything comes, and the only thing that we are is that unicity, that non-two, non-duality. The Supreme Self is who we are, because we can only be that which always was, always will be, and always is. And right now, we are that. If it were possible, and it isn't, but if it were possible for me to label it, What would I call it? I would call it silent peace or I would call it love. Lots and lots of labels come with love. But sometimes I think we've all had the experience of experiencing love so full, so rich, so empty and yet so full that it gets close. The same way I think sometimes when we meditate It can be so peaceful, yet so silent. 
again, these are just pointers, pointers at what it is. And they truly can't describe what it is. But we can be what it is. All we have to do is realize the thoughts, even though they continue to occur, and the feelings, even though they continue to occur, that we aren't them. We are on which everything comes out of it. Again, using the movie example, we're like the screen on which everything is being created, but we aren't being created ourselves. We are which everything comes out of. Or if I could use gold as an example, gold is a beautiful, beautiful element, and we can shape gold and make it into so many different ornaments, but it's still gold. When it's all over, when it's melted down, it's still gold. It's always been gold. It doesn't change in any way. It's always been, always will be gold. Again, these are all concepts, pointers to the truth. The ultimate truth is that we are. And when we aren't, we are that. Silence. Beauty. Love. Love. If you'd like to learn more about the world of enlightenment, other podcasts that I create, CDs, seminars, books, talks, etc., please go to www.enlightenmentpodcast.com. That's enlightenmentpodcast.com. Or if you'd like to contact me directly, my email address is drpuff at enlightenmentpodcast.com. That's Dr. Puff at enlightenmentpodcast.com. Until next time, just be.